Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Wednesday, January 27th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. We're talking Super Bowl today and some college basketball, some baseball, the NHL, grandkids and college tennis, fundraising efforts for cancer research, and more because when you talk to Dick Vitale, you get it all. The reason for our conversation was the Super Bowl because Tampa Bay has no more enthusiastic sports ambassador than Dickie B. He lives nearby and roots strongly for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Rays, and the Lightning. But he also likes Patrick Mahomes, and we chat about that as well. When he's calling college hoops for ESPN, and he has the Kansas at Tennessee game on Saturday, Vital plays it down the middle. Not so when it comes to his pro sports. So here we go, talking many subjects, but mostly the Super Bowl, the Bucks, and Tom Brady with Dickie V. So it's your Tampa Bay Bucks against our Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Um, what a matchup, and what a great time to be a fan of sports in Tampa St. Pete. Well, you got that right, Blair. You know, it's been an incredible year. Unfortunately, we can't be at the games, but we had the Rays go win the AL championship, beat the Yankees out by like five games, their $200 million payroll. And that was certainly special because I've been a season ticket holder for the Rays since day one. My tickets are first row right next to the visitors dugout, had them for 22 years, and I just love baseball. But uh, uh, so we couldn't go to games, basically, but it was a thrill. I, I personally thought that we would have won the World Series if we didn't uh, take our guy Snell out of the game when he was pitching a brilliant game. And I love Kevin Cash. I mean, Kevin Cash done a great job here with the with the Rays. But I thought we, if Snell would have pitched, they weren't hitting him. I thought we were going to pitch a shutout and win one nothing. And then all that, what about the Lightning? The Lightning win the Stanley Cup. And now we got Tom Brady and company. I mean, here they are in the Super Bowl. And we're playing a great team. There's no doubt we'll be an underdog playing, even though it's at home. Uh, the wide receiver you guys got, we, he had a field day against us. A field day hill. We couldn't do anything with him. First matchup, over 200-some yards in the first half. Kelsey's terrific. And uh, just really, you know, your center, by the way, I used to play tennis all the time with his mom. She'd tell me he was pretty good center in high school here where we live. He's from Lakewood Ranch where I live. And uh, the writer youngster, he's the center there on the team. And so, you know, I, I just, you never know, though. In the one-game shot, Tom Brady, you just don't know. So my heart is going to be certainly with the with the Bucks, but my head's telling me we could be in a little bit of trouble. So the Bucks, I, I love what they did when they, they they went out and got Tom Brady. He went out and got Rob Gronkowski. They signed Antonio Brown. The Bucks really went all in this season, didn't they? They really did. Well, they got Fournette as well. Yeah. You know, Fournette came from Jacksonville, and he's been a real, real plus for us during the playoffs. Uh, during the season, he was, you know, it was average, but uh, during the playoffs, he's been really terrific. So, yeah, they really did. They made a commitment. When you get a guy like Tom Brady, you're going to win now. You can't worry about five years from now. I mean, you got to win today. And he brought a special mentality to the clubhouse, that winner's mentality that was not existing here. He brings a special culture. They're getting Ronkowski to join them was a big, big plus. And, you know, he went out of his way to get Antonio Brown. And, you know, I had mixed emotions about Brown because of the many problems he had off the field. And I just didn't know what kind of factor that would be. But I would have to say that thus far, he's been pretty good here uh, off the field as well as on the field. We Nobody's ever questioned his talent level. But you got Mahomes. And I got a great Patrick Mahomes story. This is unbelievable. I got a picture to verify it. 
bottom line is I'm getting ready to do the national championship game, Virginia and Texas Tech. Down there, championship or so, and somebody says to me, hey, the guy wants a picture over there. So, you know, he get ready to go. I, I signed pictures for everybody. I love fans. and Some hot dog in me, uh, Blair, and you've been around me. You see, I love people. So I go running over, and I take a picture. I come back, and my guy next to me says, I don't think you knew who you took a picture with. I said, oh, that's Patrick Mahomes wearing the Texas Tech stuff. So I go running back. And I said, uh, man, I'm sorry. I didn't realize it was you. And we're laughing and having a blast. But what a beautiful young guy. And gee whiz, uh, you see his success. <clears throat> he seems to handle it really well. And, and really, the, he's a gift. He's one of those rare, rare commodities. So we got the greatest of all time. We got the goat going against the kid. And it's going to be really interesting to see. Now, you got the best of us in the first meeting. But you know what? The Saints got the best of us twice during the regular season, too. You know, Blair, I just think it took a while for Brady and these guys to get familiar. There was no because of the pandemic, you know, preseason, workouts, where he really needed that. Because I don't care how good you are, the game is really based on efficiency through timing, rhythm. And I think they finally got their rhythm. They won seven in a row now. Yep. No, they're they're playing great. And to win three on the road in the playoffs, that's – that's amazing uh, what they've done, and to beat Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay—that that is fantastic for the Bucks. So, well, I think I think we got a break there too. I don't know what your feelings were, but I was I was doing my Pepto Bismol stuff, man, because I tell you, my stomach was churning, and I couldn't believe, especially when they had the ball with two minutes to go, and they're right down by the eight yard line. I really couldn't believe the decision to go for the field goal. Now, I'm not a football expert. Uh, I coached junior high football one time. I knew nothing about the game. I was telling players, I don't know wing tees. I don't know split tees. I know none of that. But I know one thing, how to read the scoreboard. And if they got six, we better get seven. I can tell you this, Blair. I was 18-0 and 0 in two years coaching football. But, you know, I, I just thought there – you got to trust your quarterback. He's MVP. You got to say, man, we're going to hit yard line. We're down eight. We're going to go for the touchdown and go for the two and try to tie this baby up. And if it doesn't work, you're still doing what you were planning on doing. You're going to hope to get the ball back and you go again. But to kick the field goal and say, I'm going to give Brady the ball and Tampa with two minutes to go. I, when that happened, I put it immediately on. That's on hindsight. I put it immediately on Twitter. I said, my God, I can't believe this decision. And then he made the field goal, and I really felt comfortable. I, something in my heart told me Brady was not going to let them get the ball back. No, you, you can't let Brady have the ball in that situation. He's, he's, he's the greatest, as you said, he's the greatest of all time and, and, uh, and, and such a big game performer. Uh, I think that's Chiefs fans should be nervous about that idea, facing Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. It's um, who's been better, right, in the, in the, in the big games in, in, in football. Hey, Dick, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to ask you, um, you, you come by your fandom naturally. You've lived in, in uh, Manatee County now for quite a while. You were an original Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Devil Rays season ticket holder, weren't you? I was. I, I got tickets the first time, first game they ever played. I was there 20-some years ago. I, I think it's 22 or 23 years ago. So I've been there from day one. You know, I'm a sports fanatic. I season tickets for the Bucks for years. I had season tickets to Notre Dame football till this day. We go, my wife and I, because we got my family, there's eight degrees from Notre Dame. I was too dumb to get one, but they gave me an honorary degree. And when I got that degree, my daughters are both double domers. They got their um, – 
bachelor's and master's from Notre Dame. Even though I wanted them to go to Carolina Duke for their uh, master's, they said, no, no, we love the Golden Dome. We're going back. And I got a granddaughter there right now. She's a freshman playing tennis. So she'll be our, uh, I guess, the ninth one. And then I got a grand, her brother is a junior in high school. He's a lacrosse star, and he just committed to Notre Dame for when he's going to be uh, eligible to go in 2022. The only ones that let me down, I got twins. I got I got twin grandsons. They're both now rising senior and senior. They're seniors, and they're very very uh, well respected tennis players in their junior level. They're both in the top uh, twenty in the nation, and they were recruited by everyone. And we thought they're locks. I mean, the coach had put a name, knew them since they were seventh eighth graders because he played when my daughters played there. He played there, and he's a great guy, Ryan. Great coach, super guy, and it was almost like a given that these two guys are going there. They're going to give So anyway, they went on their visits. They went to Michigan. They went to Florida. They went to, uh, oh, God, they went to Duke. And they went to Notre Dame and forgot the fifth one. But they, they took all their visits. And bottom line is now it's time to make a decision. They wanted to do it at the end of their junior year to get rid of all the pressure of recruiting and all. And they come over to my house. They said, Papa, we're ready to make our decision today. We're going to. I said, decision? What decision? I said, we all know where you're going. I said, you're going where everybody else's family's going. That's Notre Dame. I said, uh, Papa, no, we're not going to Notre Dame. I said, you're not going to Notre Dame. I was, I'll be honest with you, I was stunned because our film, my wife and I even have scholarships there in our name. We love the university so much that we gave it a big endowment and they give them to kids that participate in activities that don't get scholarships, like the cheerleaders, the band. So anyway, Connor and Jake look at me and they said, no, I said, well, where are you going? So we're going to Duke. He said, you're going to Duke? I said, what does Duke have over Notre Dame academically? They're both great schools, both great academics. The coach has been recruiting you from day one. You know them so well at Notre Dame. We like to coach at uh, Duke as well. Well, he's probably he's a very good coach. Ramsey Smith, his father was Stan Smith, the great tennis player. So Finally, my wife says, dude, that's a great school, and you got to let them make their own decision. I said, well, sure, make your own decision. But just tell me why. What was the difference making? And, you know, when they gave me the difference, I couldn't argue with them. They said to me, Papa, we love Notre Dame. It's a beautiful school. We're football players. We're going there. But we want to play tennis outdoors. January, February, you can't even get near outdoors in South Bend. And they were right. Their parents grew up in Michigan, so they were used to that cold weather. So they went there was no big deal. These kids have grown up in Florida. So we got two at Duke. We're going to have two at Notre Dame. And uh, the school has been special to us. Hey, I've got a, I've got a great way to transition from being a, a Tampa fan into, into college basketball. And that is when the Lightning won the Stanley Cup this year, the, uh, the coach, uh, after the game, put on a UVA hat. And not many people, maybe outside of college basketball fandom, knew what that was about. But you knew what that was about, didn't you? Absolutely. I'm the one that called him. When I'm good friends with John Cooper. He's a terrific human being. Uh, uh, what he's done for me and helping me raise money for kids battling cancer has been off the charts. So John is a great, great guy. I mean, he, I got a quick story on John Cooper. Uh, I'm having dinner with my wife celebrating uh, one of our holidays. And we're at the uh, Capitol Grill. And we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, this beautiful couple comes walking in, student husband and wife at the time. And they came, they came over to my table and I just want to thank you so much, Mr. Vital, for doing what you're doing, raising money for kids battling cancer. 
course, our little son is battling that. He's 10 years old now, and he's got brain cancer. And uh, something about them I like, Blair. And I said, well, well, join my wife and I. So they joined us. And about an hour into the session, the father, like most fathers, most grandfathers, <clears throat> we all like to brag a little bit. He takes out his iPhone. He says, I want to show you my, my son playing hockey. I was blown away. I couldn't believe this kid's quickness. His hand, he was the youngster with the brain cancer. And he says he just loves hockey. So we get in the car going home, and I tell my wife, I said, call Cooper up right now. So she calls him while I'm driving. I get him on the phone. I said, John, I was just with this family. Their youngster's got brain cancer. Can you help me out? Just get me a beautiful lightning jersey with number one, his name on the back. Well, John, being the great guy is, Blair, he says, yeah, come on now. You know I could do better than that. Bring him up and let him skate with the team. Is all of skate with it. He went up and skated with the team, had the time of his life. And right now, it's it's sad in a way because you know it's one thing I'm obsessed with raising money for kids, and Weston's an example of that he's now 13. Dad called me maybe six months ago on the phone and told me at the time, he says, Got some bad news, man. I can't believe it. He said, I can't believe my wife and I are crushed. They just told us that Weston's cancer has come back for the fourth time. So now he's going to be in his fourth battle, brain cancer, and he has to do 52 weeks of chemo. Unbelievable. So now I talked to him, oh, God, maybe a couple of weeks ago, and he tells me, he says, we go do chemo, and he tells the doctor, Weston 13, tells the doctor, he says, hey, I'm playing hockey tonight. He's a real terrific hockey player. All the older kids, I mean, he's one of the better ones in our area. So anyway... And doctor says, basically, you know, you just need chemotherapy, man. No. Father tells me, coming home, he's throwing up all over the lawn in front of the house. And tells his father, I'm going to play tonight. He goes and plays. And he scores three goals. And he has two assists. And there was an article about it. I took the article. I mailed it to a lot of my people about the courage this kid has. Now, one of the guys on my my phone list that got it, I was text message, was Belichick, Coach Belichick. I get back a text to him. Man, that kid can play for me basically anytime. You talk about heart and toughness. And, you know, but I, John, John does tremendous things. And John Cooper, yes, the reason he wore the Virginia hat, when they got beat, they got swept. They got swept by Columbus, John uh, Tortorella's team, swept them. And, uh, and they were down the press because they were considered the best. They had the best record anybody in hockey. They were terrific. So I thought immediately of Virginia getting beat in the first round by a 16 seed. So I called them up. I said, Coop, I said, come on, John. I said, you are going to be the Tony Bennett. You're going to be the Tony Bennett of hockey. And he didn't know at first when I started. I said, Virginia, man, they got beat in the first round by the number one seed. And you are going to do what they did. So I kept pounding in them all year. And when they did it, they called me up too. And he, and he, they invited me to the Fed. I, I didn't want to go because of COVID and, and with a crowd when he got the Stanley Cup having a special event. And, uh, but we talked on the phone and then he told me, he says, did you see, did you see me wearing a Virginia hat? And Scott Van Pelt was in it. And I said, I heard about it. I didn't see, I heard all about it. And I seen, I got video, I looked at it. But uh, that was the reason he wore the hat, was a tribute. And Tony, I, I was doing an interview with Tony about a month ago, and Tony reminded me, he and John have hooked up. They've hooked up. 
so it's a great story. A lot of people didn't know that. Did you know that? No, no, I didn't know that they, no, no. So they become no, did, did you know that uh, the reason he was wearing a Virginia hat? Yeah, oh yeah, right away. When he put the UVA hat on, I knew right away what he was referring to because I knew they had been swept out the previous year. And uh, oh, okay. it's a great analogy. It, it, it is great. I thought that was... That that was really smart on on, on John Cooper's part, and, and a nice touch, just a nice touch and a tribute. I thought. Yeah, he's he, just a great guy. He, he's one so humble, so down. I, I can tell you another quick story about him. When he got beat that year, when he got beat, to show you the character of the guy, when they got beat, all of a sudden, it's about mm, maybe a week before my gala. And he was going to come to the gala based on if they weren't playing in the playoffs. You know, obviously hoping he played in the playoffs. And I just didn't, I assumed he wasn't coming. We, he wasn't an honored guest. He was just, we bring a bunch of celebrities, 60, 70 guys come, coaches, Bill Suff comes all the time, basically, John Cooper. All these guys come, we have a great time. And he was going to be one of the guys, so it was not like we're advertising he's coming. He calls me up, he said, I'm in Montreal. He said, what time is the gala uh, tomorrow on all that jazz? And I tell him, and he, I said, but John, you much you all. What, what do you call him? Again? He says, no, no, I promised I'd be there. I said, come on now. You, yeah, my son is playing up here in a tournament, uh, junior tournament with my wife and I. And what I'll do is I'll fly in for it and then fly back right after the gala. He came with a couple players, made donations. I mean, it's it, he's just a unique person. Never forgot where he came from. And that's what I love about some people because you know and I know in this business, there's a lot of guys, unfortunately, unfortunately, they forget where they came from and they forget how to treat people. And I think, you know, the one thing I can convey and I transfer to something that's important to me is, you know, our country right now, we have a lot of hate out there. I grew up as a kid, Blair, in a home with a mother and father who were uneducated but they had a doctor to love. And I can't tell you how many times I would always hear from my mother and father, Richie was never Dick. Richie, treat people how you want to be treated. If you treat people the way you want to be treated, you'll find a lot of friends. I'm in a lot of Hall of Fames now. And one of the reasons is because people have been so good to me. I mean, I'm 81 years old now. I act like 12. But the bottom line is, I think if we have more love in our nation, where one of each of us, all of us, would treat each other how we want to be treated, we wouldn't have this hate running around. And I, that really troubles me at my age that we have this. And I, it bothers me because there's no reason for it. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Hey, you know, I can't let you go without a, a couple of things. Um, college basketball this year, how about no Duke, no Kentucky, North Carolina in the top 25 right now? Unbelievable. That is really unbelievable. And uh, 
I got a game tonight. I got Kentucky tonight. I talked to Calipari yesterday, and it's a big week for them because they're trying to get some momentum somehow. I mean, they're a long way, a long way from talking about being in the NCAA tournament. But this week they got Alabama tonight, who beat them by 20 earlier in the year down there in, uh, in, in Lexington. But, you know, that's funny in a way, too. Scores can be de- deceiving right there in Missouri. Missouri got beat by 20 by Tennessee, right? John made sure he told me that. They got beat by 20 by Tennessee. They go play Tennessee at Tennessee Saturday, and they beat them by nine. So you got to forget the scores because so much the three-point shot, et cetera. So anyway, he's got that game. Then he's got Texas on Saturday, which would be another quality win. So if they can somehow sneak those two and get some momentum, who knows? But – They've struggled big time. You know, and the funny thing, you mentioned those three schools, Blair, there's one common denominator. They were all three. Number one, Kentucky. Number two, Duke. Number three, North Carolina. And the recruiting, ESPN's recruiting ratings of the recruiting classes, the one, two, three. You know what it tells me? You better have veteran players. You better have kids. Like, you look at Gonzaga. You look at Baylor. Those teams are so strong with, with, in terms of veterans. Uh, you know, my, I got Kansas on Saturday against Tennessee. Both are really in a mode where they need well, win psychologically. I mean, you got Kansas losing three in a row, and you got Tennessee losing two in a row, and we know they're better than that. Uh, Jaywalks, to me, their problem is basically scoring points, especially in a post area. They can't get any kind of production on a regular basis in scoring. I mean, they're still tough, and they still can make some noise. You know, you get in a tournament, you get in a tournament, you get a little roll, man. You can win your share of games. And the one thing is the Big Ten and the Big 12, without a doubt this year, are the two best conferences in basketball. How about yeah, Baylor, West Virginia, uh, West Virginia, Texas Tech with an incredible game last night. And, uh, you're right. The top half of the Big 12 is, is fantastic. And the Big 10 almost every night has a great, great matchup. So, hey, Dick, let's, let's, uh, let's close on, uh, on your book. You took a look back at what might have happened if the 2020 season had uh, played out and we'd have gotten an NCAA tournament. Just tell us about, uh, tell us about that. I did it with a guy you know really well, Dick Hoops Weiss, and we just had a lot of fun. Yeah, Hoops is a great guy, and Harvey Schwab did the research, and it was just a, it was just a conversation one day on the phone, just talking basketball. And he came up with an idea. We said, you know what? I need some therapy. It was really therapy for me, really. You know, it was all my life. I just loved the game, and I've been part of so many games, and the excitement of being them all. And we put it on. Is what could have been. You know, Kansas obviously ended the year on such a high note. They would have been absolutely a legit threat to win the national title. Uh, uh, there was no doubt about that. But bottom line is we put it together. And the one thing that I'm really so proud of with the book is every dollar that if people buy the book at dickvitale.com and get autographed copies, I've signed a bunch already for a lot of Jayhawk fans who bought them. I did once a Kansas game. I'll, I'll probably mention it Saturday as well. Uh, because all the dollars go to the V Foundation, which is really a charity. It means so much to ESPN. So, again, anybody would buy the book at dickvitale.com. They write down how they want me to autograph it. I autograph it to their wishes. And every dollar that I would make goes to the V Foundation. So far, we've given them over $50,000 already from the sale uh, of the book through my website. And I hope to give a lot more. So, yeah, I have a gala every year. I mentioned you earlier. We've raised $37 million so far. 
And it blows me away because it's not nearly enough. If it was enough, kids like Weston Herbert wouldn't be doing chemo 52 weeks. Kids that I spoke at several funerals, it just crushes you, crushes you watching a mom and dad and go through that. The pain is unreal. And I always tell people in my, in my any interviews I do, and I'll close with this with you, Blair, people think they have a tough tonight. Well, let me just tell you this. 45 to 50 mothers and fathers today and every day hear four words from a doctor no mom and dad ever wants to hear. Your child has cancer. It's life-changing. I get to know these kids. I get to know their families. People come, I don't need notes to talk about the Western Hermans of the world or talk about Katie Ballesteros and talk about, I can give you loads of kids. Joshua Fisher did 1,200 doses of chemotherapy. I took him as my guest. He loves football. He's a 12-year-old kid. He and his father, they love football. I took him to Notre Dame for a big weekend. Got Coach Kelly had him in a locker room, had him talk about him in a pep rally. Great kid. Think about that. 1,200 doses of chemotherapy. I, I can't even imagine. And having five healthy grandkids, I say my prayers every night because, you know, it, when it strikes, it not only affects the kid, the family. It could create such a problem for people. So please, people, if you can go to digvitale.com, buy a book, basketball, hat, anything you buy, my dollars are going to the V Foundation. Or you can even go there and just make a donation, and it goes to the V Foundation for kids battling cancer. Okay, Dick, you're, you're an ambassador to Tampa St. Pete Sports for college basketball and for cancer research, and we've had a great time talking to you today. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing you again in Allen Fieldhouse and Cameron and uh, all, Rupp Arena, all the places where you call games and we just can't get to this year. But uh, uh, looking forward to that opportunity again soon. I hope so, Blair. That's one thing I'm praying for because, you know, my clock is running, man. I'm in the last quarter of 81. I mean, I pick up the paper. Oh, I'm seeing guys my age, the great Hank Aaron, and read about all these different people passing. And I just, uh, I, I miss it so much. I'll be honest with you. I miss the camaraderie with, with the people in the stands, you know. But I don't want to be selfish about it as either because as tough as we have it now in that sports that we can't be there and all, think about all the beautiful people. I know so many guys at ESPN, ladies, have lost their jobs, people because the pandemic. Think about all those that lost loved ones, over 400,000. So our problem of not having fans is so minute from what people have. But let's pray and hope that the vaccine works now and that we can get back to some normalcy. Dick, have a great call tonight and for the rest of the season. And uh, and thank you so much for, for giving us this much time. Take care. Anytime you want, Blair. Well, that'll do it for today. Thanks to our production staff and everyone who helps make Sportsbeat KC happen. Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Pickett, and Savannah Smith. Hey, we have another deal for you, especially for those who want to deep dive into the Stars' terrific Chiefs coverage. And what better time to do that now that the Super Bowl is upon us? For a limited time, you can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. How do you get it? You go to kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. That's kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. Do you want more than just sports? Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports news features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional news, sports, and business coverage with the E-Edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account 
www.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And if you're having trouble hunting down any of these offers, send me an email, bkirkoff at kcstar.com, and I will get you to the right place. So whether it's the Sports Pass or the full subscription, you're getting in supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports KC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Thursday with another episode.